On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most inspired visionaries on the planet in lighthearted, lively dialogue. Join us as we explore the expansive nature of reality in a down-to-earth way, offering you insights and tools, empowering you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Now, here's your host, Christine Upchurch. Hello, everybody. Welcome. You might be listening live here on 1150 AM KKNW or in Transformation Talk Radio, Blog Talk Radio, or, or one of the many podcasts this ends up in after the fact, including on ChristineUpchurch.com. But um, I'm so grateful whenever and wherever you're joining us from today, uh, anywhere around the world, we're grateful you're here. And you're going to be grateful you joined us because we're going to be talking about an important topic that's just getting to be popular because there is important information that people have been really thirsting for. But before I get into that and introduce our guest, I'd like to say hello to the man behind the technology, uh, who seems to be pulling his hair out today with technology. Um, Good morning, Benny. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. That's pretty much how I need to start feeling. (laughs) Okay, the last hour was ridiculous. If we have some KKW listeners out there, I think I have no more hair left, literally, except for my beard. I mean, it's hard to pull out. But I think I'm going to do a better show for you today than well, last. We go with the flow. You know, that, know. that's one of the things I know I, I used to stress out in the first year or two, but this is year seven. It's like it. It has a way of working out, and when, yeah. when it doesn't, we learn to laugh about it. And then there's a little thing called Mercury Retrograde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bite your tongue. I'm traveling. Well, because like some people are like, oh, I'm okay with it. I'm like, I am not okay with it. So yeah, although just gotta it, it can be a, it, Mercury Retrograde yeah. can be a great time to right. reconnect, mm-hmm. um, revisit certain issues. Or people. Reorganize. Yeah. Which we're doing right now with yes, our guests. Yes, we are. And Revisiting. I'm so she's yeah. here today, and I'm right. talking about Gene Hayner. Yay. And we're going to be talking about how the energy of others can affect you um, and what you can do to protect yourself to keep from absorbing other people's energy. She's an author of several books, including the wonderful Clear Home, Clear Heart, Learn to Clear the Energy of People and Places, and The Wisdom of Your Face, and, and several others. She's worked in the field of subtle energy for three decades. Oh, my goodness. She's a natural, intuitive empath. And we're going to be talking a lot about empaths today. And she's able to physically feel and work with the energy of people and places. She was a highly sensitive child, and she easily absorbed the energy of others, as well as being overly affected by the energy held in environments. Uh, But through years of research and training and her own personal experience and professional experience, she transformed her sensitivity into the power to work with energy on a very high level so that it can be cleared and shifted. Um, She's reached many people all over the world and through workshops and her books, and I'm very grateful to have her here today, Jean Hayner. Hi, Jean. Welcome back. Hey, Christine. Hi. (laughs) It's so (laughs) nice to have you here, and I'm so glad that you you have started to focus on empaths. First, before we go any further, I want you to define for us what an empath is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny because I was talking about being an empath over 20 years ago, and people would say to me, empath, that's not a real word. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> I would be like, yes, it is. <laughs> Although I have to tell you, when I type it in Word, it acts yeah. like it's a, it's incorrect. Exactly. Yeah. Still to this day, yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk to Microsoft about this. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, in fact, uh, thank goodness that, you know, people are becoming more and more aware that it's possible to be an empath, and, and there's different types of empaths, uh, which I can talk about today. But, you know, kind of like the main understanding of, of an empath is that it's someone who is affected by the energy around them. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Most people uh, are empaths to one degree or another. I mean... Anybody who's listening probably has had the experience of walking into a room and they're just wanting to turn around and leave, but you can't explain why. It just doesn't feel right. Or, you know, maybe you meet someone for the first time and with one person you feel an immediate comfort uh, with them. But with another person, you just feel an aversion and you just, you know, hope to get away as soon as possible. Well, you're reading the energy, you're feeling the energy, and you're reacting to that energy. Uh For people, you know, there's a spectrum with empaths. And so people who are, you you know, strongly empaths, they often struggle in life having to cope with all the energy around them. And they struggle in different ways. And that's what we can, one of the things we can talk about today. Yeah, I think the first time I became aware of this, although I, you know, I, I experienced some things personally that it took me a long time to understand, but I was fascinated with my first son. Um, whenever we would go to the mall, he would insist on being in a stroller with a blanket down. Oh. And it wasn't until years later I understood. I mean, I, I respected that, and, you know, he'd like to peek out occasionally. Um, <laughs> you know, if he got a soft pretzel, then he'd definitely pull the blanket up. But, it, you know, he, he's he's sensitive in that way, and... I realized that it was just too much, too much stimulation, too many people around, too much energy. And so it was fascinating to watch sort of as an observer, as a parent, how how it was affecting him. Well, and what a brilliant child to come up with a solution like that. Yes, yes. That is really quite impressive. Right, right. And the thing is, you know, even as adults, people who are empaths often... You know, they go to the shopping mall, and oh my gosh, they can only stay there a short time, and, uh-huh. or they come home exhausted. They don't understand. They think, I was just walking around, but gosh, the energy of all the people there can be really depleting. Uh-huh. Or, you know, you come home at the end of a regular work day, just totally wiped out and just needing to be alone for a while, and right. thinking, what's wrong with me? I really didn't work that hard, but I'm exhausted. Uh-huh. But, you know, how many stressed coworkers were you around all day? <laughs> yes, yes. And you could be taking on some of their energy. Your system was having to cope with it. So let me ask you this, Jean. I, I know we're going to talk about different types of empaths, but I'm curious. I know that when we're near people or in a space and we're, like, right there, that it can affect us. What about driving in a car, sitting in rush hour traffic, we've got the vehicle around us, our own little vehicle. Can we be affected by the energy of others in that situation? That is an excellent question. And here's the thing. Energy isn't stopped by, you know, car doors. Uh-huh. It isn't stopped by office walls right. or walls in our home. <laughs> yep. um, and so, yes, I had a, a friend once who was uh, one of the most peace-loving, calm, gentle people you'd ever hope to meet. She was driving down the road one day and they stopped at a stoplight and suddenly had this overwhelming desire to buy a gun. <laughs> <She> <laughs> thought, what, what is happening? 
And then she looked next to her. There was a pickup truck with a gun rack. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> next yeah. to her, she was picking up the thoughts of the guy in, in the truck next to her. Uh-huh. That's so fascinating. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm really curious about um, what the different types of empaths are. Mm. Yeah, and so usually what I find is that people fall into one of two categories. There's different subsets of these, but these are the main ones. And you can be both. You, it isn't just that you're just one. I'm I'm about all those and more. I'm kind of at the extreme end of the range. Mm-hmm. But the the first kind of empath I call an emotional empath, and these people tend to be very open-hearted people. Mm-hmm. They just walk through the world beaming love. They're they're lovely people, but th- there's a downside here in that they tend to soak up the emotions of the people around them. Sometimes I have uh, someone like this who's an emotional empath tell me, I'm a contact crier, (laughs) that Uh if anybody else in the room starts to cry, I immediately feel tears well up in my eyes and I feel my emotions overwhelming me. And and that's really interesting when you say open-hearted. It makes me think about... um the the heart math study studies that mm-hmm. show that the energy of the heart extends well beyond say the energy of the brain and Absolutely. and so it it goes really far so if it was somebody it goes who's far. open yeah so and and the issue is that we need to learn how to manage our reaction to the to that uh-huh. because you know our culture doesn't train us it doesn't even have any language for the experience of being an empath let alone some training in how to manage that experience. And that's what my work is all about. Uh-huh. That yes, we, you know, the energy of the heart, if we are vibrating in love and compassion and joy, that's a beautiful experience to be around for other people to be around that. Uh-huh. But, you know, m- most of the people that we're encountering every day are not in that frame of mind. Right. <laughs> yes. You know, I've noticed. <laughs> They're anxious about the deadline, or they just had a fight with their spouse, or uh-huh. they're depressed. Or they're broadcasting that information. That is also being broadcast by their heart. Mm-hmm. And emotional empaths pick up that broadcast. So they not only feel their own emotions, which may be very loving and kind, uh-huh. but they also feel other people's feelings as well. And it can be difficult to discern which is which. Right, but a feeling right. will just come over them. Yeah. These are people often who... You know, they they know the moment before a text arrives that it's coming and who's it's from, uh-huh. you know, or who's about to call them. They just think of someone and then they realize, they find out later that person was thinking of them, those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Okay, so what's the other type of empath? Yeah, so the other type of empath I call a physical empath. And these are actually highly aware people. They're very aware of what's going on around them in the people and the places around them. But they are physically affected by that energy. Uh These are the people who are most likely exhausted at the end of the day or exhausted or avoid going to the mall. Mm -hmm. Um, They can be sponges, and it's too much for their system to cope with. And they often struggle then uh, with allergies or food or environmental sensitivities, Uh even autoimmune or lower digestive system issues because their bodies are so reactive uh, to the energy around them. Interesting. So we're going to be going to a quick break, but when we return, Jean, I'm going to want you to share with our listeners what it is we can do to, you know, enjoy this gift is the way I view it without taking on other people's stuff. Stay tuned for more with Jean Hayner here in just a few moments. 
Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to finally feel empowered and knowledgeable in your political stance? Let Marsha Padilla Goad educate you on exactly how important grassroots advocacy is in a relatable way to all perspectives. Tune in to Grassroots Advocacy Radio with Marsha every first Tuesday of the month at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit DynamicsInPublicAffairs.com. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, you know, Jean, I'm fascinated by um, this concept of being an empath, picking up other people's emotions, p- picking up sensations of others, and also having to process on a physical level the energy of others. First of all, how do we discern if it's ours or not? Right. <laughs> and that's the trick. You, you know, you hit on it because we don't know. We've never been trained. We need some training in order to do that. You yeah. can't just turn on a dime. Um, I, one of the things I'm going to do before we end today is to give people a, a, a very quick practice they can do to help with that. Oh, great. But that won't train them to immediately notice when they're about to take something on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I actually teach. And 
uh, just to put in a little plug for that, that I'm, I'm actually teaching weekend workshops around the U.S. this spring, including one in Seattle for your I local know. Vis- uh, listeners. I it's on my list. March 23rd is, is the introductory one. And, yeah, uh, that's the free talk at East West Books, uh-huh. and, and that's a, a rare one because I'll actually be including doing a group energy clearing for everybody there. So uh-huh. Yeah, and it's I'm very powerful. And I remember I, you did one at East West a couple of years back, and I was there, and you know people were having profound experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get there early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your ticket early. Well, no, I guess... I, I'm trying to remember if at East West, if you need a ticket to do d- the freebies, you may. I don't think you need a ticket for that. Um, and then I'll be back in Seattle at the end of April to teach a weekend workshop for how to do that. So uh-huh. I don't want to fool people into thinking, oh, it's so easy. Just I can tell you right now, you know, right. that there is a little training involved. But then for the rest of your life, you'll be able to do that. Yeah. And and one of the things I love is your approach to the philosophy, and the philosophy feels really, really important. But we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but how do we discern? Is it yeah. us? Is it them? So, is, it, so, is it the craziness of the political life here? You know, what, what is it that I'm feeling right <laughs> well, now? Well, it certainly doesn't help, yeah. I think everybody in, in the U.S. at least has been in a state of high anxiety for the past few years. But <laughs> yes. let, me, let me offer people a very quick process that they can do that can really help with the overwhelm of feeling too much and taking things on. And you can do this anytime, anywhere. Nobody needs to know you're doing it. They won't see you doing anything at all, okay? Uh Uh So this is useful whether you're in a staff meeting and starting to get stressed or a shopping mall or just any situation where you're just starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed and like you may be taking on somebody's energy. Mm -hmm. The first step is just to become aware of your breathing because when When we get stressed, the first thing that we do is we either hold our breath or we start to breathe too shallowly. Okay. So first just become aware. It's like, oh, okay, Mm, that's interesting. And then give yourself the gift of a nice deep breath or two. And even that can start to help. Everybody do that with me. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then the next step, and this can take some imagination, even if you have to pretend I want you to become aware of what your energy field looks like right now. We all have an energy field that extends out from our body, Uh and it changes shape all the time depending on how we're feeling. Um, But often it's lopsided, or it's too big in front and too shallow in back, Uh or uh, there's a little ribbon of energy streaming away going towards someone we're thinking about, maybe having some anxious or negative thoughts about, and... We can lose energy that way. Uh So the next step here, after you've become aware of, hmm, I wonder what my energy field looks like right now, Uh is to kind of, even in your mind's eye, to reach out in front of you and gather it back more closely to your body. Just scoop it back in. We tend to shoot our energy out in front of us too much. Yeah, and I think I have a tendency to do that. Yeah. Everybody does. Well, there's two reasons for this. One is that we're always scanning, trying to catch any negative energy before it hits us. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And secondly, we are taught that we won't be happy until we reach that goal that's out there, out in front of us. Uh-huh. We'll never be happy till uh-huh. we get there. And so we're always shooting our chi out toward that goal. Right. Of course, as soon as we reach that goal, then <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> we, move the, yes. <laughs> we move the goalpost. So scoop and gather the energy back closer to your front, maybe 12 to 15 inches out, or maybe even closer if that feels more comfortable to oh, you. Right. And then gather it back into your left side and on your right side. 
And behind you, maybe you have to push it out a little bit. Maybe it's been too shallow in back and you need some good energetic support behind you. And also above your head and below your feet, kind of make it equidistant all around your body and above and below. And what you're doing as you do that is kind of creating an egg shape around your body. Uh-huh. Is that you're doing a few things. One is that you are drawing your energy closer to you so you have a nice, rich source of energy to draw from so you don't get so tired or uh-huh. depleted. But it also creates a boundary. Right. It's a place where your energy ends and the rest of the world begins. And for anybody who's been doing that as I've been leading you through it, if you're at all sensitive, you've probably noticed a difference in how you feel right now, yeah. that you are have this nice container for your energy, and there's a place where you end. Mm-hmm. We often have very weak energetic boundaries. It's interesting that you're, you're talking about energy, and just for our listeners who may be doubting, okay, this sounds a little woo-woo, this is imaginary, um, <laughs> I've been a part of research studies where they look at the either the biophotons or the electrophotons surrounding a person, including myself and, and, and as well as healing clients, and how interacting with them in a certain way can affect the light that emanates from, you know, the person. It can, can make things more, in, you know, uh, filled in in certain areas. It can make it more even. Uh, it can do some of the things that you're talking about. So it's, although it sounds really kind of esoteric and out there, um, I really believe that it's got scientific basis. So what you're talking about is how we can affect that that energy, that light uh, around ourselves to keep us more balanced. Exactly. And and the thing is, no one has taught us how to manage our energy or how to manage our feelings. Right. In fact, all we've had as models for us is people who get lost in their feelings, <laughs> get swept away by things. There's no control at all. Uh-huh. And you are in charge of your feelings. This is what meditation and mindfulness teaches sure. us how to do right clearing is a energy clearing is is kind of a different route there's many roads to the mountaintop so to speak and you know i always have to say to people i'm probably one of the most skeptical left-brained people you will ever meet uh-huh. <laughs> and one of the reasons i believe so strongly in the work that i do is that it's based on the principles of chinese medicine which is a science it's a different kind of science than western science uh-huh. but it's a science that's been researched and developed over 3000 years sure and there are modern day conventional scientists who've been researching it as well right. and it's it's fascinating to see like okay well here here's a a point on the foot that relates to the liver and when they they put the needle in that they can scan and, sh- and see that the, there's energy that goes up to the liver. But if they put it, like, right next to it, not on the right point, it stays at the foot. So it's kind of like it's, it's getting researched now in the conventional manner as well. Yep. And uh, yet, you know, who can argue with 3,000 years of results? <laughs> well, this is a wonderful thing that East and West are coming together and, you know, the research is benefiting each other. It's just great. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, it is. It is. So... <sighs> I know that when we feel overwhelmed, many of us tend to kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that since empaths, at least the emotional empaths, are sensitive emotionally, does it mean that they're less apt to be able to process their own stuff? Or do you think that, you know, do, do you think it varies? Well, it, it, with emotional empaths, 
um, just in, with their own nature, their feelings are always very close to the surface. They are very emotionally available for themselves and for other people, and that's a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. But yeah. every personal characteristic has two sides. It will have a wonderful positive strengths and benefits to it, but there's always a downside. Mm-hmm. And one downside for emotional empaths is they can get too swept up in their own feelings, and then because they soak in other people's feelings, oh my goodness, then they're being constantly buffeted by emotions throughout the day. Uh-huh. And so the first uh, choice, is, the first thing they need to learn is to have healthy boundaries so they don't take on other people's feelings. Right. And then the second is to learn how to deal with their own feelings and manage them differently so they don't get swept out to sea and take hours or days or weeks <laughs> to sure. come back to shore. Sure, yeah, going, going down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... It, you know, it, it seems pretty complex in this day and age where we are exposed to so many different people. Once upon a time, you know, people were born, they lived in the same community around the same people, and they died there. These days, we're traveling all around. We go to places like malls, airports. Um, and I'm wondering if it adds to the confusion of what it is we have to process. Well, you make a very good point, and even aside from that, with all our wonderful technology, which I love and use and nothing wrong with it, but there is a lot for our system to cope with in terms of electromagnetic fields, Uh things moving through the airways. There are some people who are very sensitive to these kinds of things, and uh, this is another way that my work with energy clearing can help because we can clear the adverse effects of these things. One of the things that I observe about most forms of energy work is that they don't address the energy that we take on from other people. And with energy clearing, what I teach is there's a specific aspect of your energy field where you hold energy Mm -hmm. that you've taken on from other people, whether it's at the grocery store this afternoon in the checkout line or something that has been stuck in your energy field since childhood and has been blocking the flow. And contributing to sluggishness or not being able to move forward or just feeling stuck or not able able to get clarity on what your true calling is in life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is fascinating. And um, I've, you know, having done literally thousands of sessions, energy healing sessions, and, and taught, you know, many around the world, I've got a, a certain knowingness and very strong opinions and I have to admit that there are many people I don't invite onto the show because it's really the antithesis of what I believe in terms of how they go about this. But you are very much in, line, in alignment with what I know to be true as a healer. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And I'm going to have you share with our listeners some success stories. Stay tuned for more with the wonderful Jean Hayner here in just a few moments. Are you ready for unfiltered gratitude, unfiltered frequency, and unfiltered creation? Then don't miss Mike Murphy Unfiltered on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursday from 12 to 2 Pacific Time as Mike Murphy and a cast of powerful guests discuss and demonstrate the principles and practices of the creation frequency. Tune in to unleash the power of your mind. Open the immense energy of the heart to manifest an awesome life filled with true health, wealth, confidence, gratitude, and joy. Unfiltered truth and unfiltered frequency to uncover and let go of limiting beliefs and access your powerful intentions that resonate out into the universe with Mike Murphy Unfiltered. For more information on Mike and his work, 
visit his website at MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. What are the Planet Pods and Planet Filter Self-Care Alchemy Essences? Our high vibrational essential oils and body butter contain living energies of specialty herbs and essential oils. All our products are created using the energies of nature. Made from flowers and herbs, each blend is then programmed using crystals, sound, color, sacred geometry, and other energies found in nature. Our products have a delicate aroma, and more importantly, they contain the vibrational signature of plants and other energy forms for optimal healing. Check out planetapothecary.shop to add these to your family's self-care and well-being. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible. But I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this. Approaching life from an energetic perspective brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW 1150 AM here in Seattle and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. We are having a conversation today with Jean Hayner. She is an author and energy clearer. She teaches workshops all over the place and uh, she reaches people all over the world to help clear their environments and themselves. And we're talking about empaths. Okay, so... I'm curious about your approach. Now, there, there are all sorts of people out there um, who do clearings, who do um, energy healing, where they are trying to create some sort of change. Like, okay, that person is imbalanced in that part of their aura. We need to fill that in. Or that's got a negativity over there. We need to jump through these 50 different hoops in order to clear <laughs> that out. Your approach is different. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about um, how you go about it and how you've come to that perspective philosophically and and practically? Yeah. Um, Well, so as I mentioned before, all of my work is based on the principles of Chinese medicine, Uh but I'm not an acupuncturist. Um, I've studied Chinese medicine for 30 years, and I always say I work at a spirit level. A lot of people call my work acupuncture for the spirit. So it's uh-huh. not about putting needles in your body, right. <laughs> but it's about doing the equivalent for your energy. In Chinese medicine, they believe that the body is very wise and knows how to heal itself as long as this energy is in balance. Mm-hmm. So if you go to an acupuncturist, if you're ill, for instance, their goal is actually not to heal you. Their goal is to put the needles in the right places in your body to bring your body's system into balance. Mm -hmm. And then they step back and they let the wisdom of the body take over. Clearing is based on the same principles, 
that all we are doing is bringing balance back. We connect with your energy, or rather I or anybody who learns this connects with sure. your energy. And in that process is, is a, an allowing. It's not doing anything to fix you. Mm-hmm. It is not trying to figure out what's wrong with you, because that comes from a very limited understanding. That's a very kind of linear Western approach that we've all been well trained in. Uh-huh. And some would say <laughs> and, plain God. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's often treating the symptom and not the root cause. Right. The beauty of this work is that our, our, the way that you're trained to connect with someone's energy and just allow things to come into balance means you don't have to know what's wrong and how to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Western science talks about the concept of entrainment. Yes. That's not entrainment, entrainment. Uh-huh. So entrainment is a, is a scientific concept where systems come into a coherent rhythm. They synchronize with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why if you put a bunch of grandfather clocks in a room together, the kinds with the pendulum swinging back and forth, and all their pendulums are swinging at different rhythms and different rates, you come back a while later, and all the pendulums are swinging in the same rhythm at the same rate. They've entrained with each other. Right. Well, what they found is that people entrain with the energy around them. Mm-hmm. They've actually found that people in restaurants chew to the speed of the background music in the restaurant. Now, mm-hmm. You may think, well, that's not entrainment. They're just, you know, unconsciously hearing the beat of the music and matching how they chew to the music. But if there's no music playing, what they found is that people chew to the same rhythm of the other people in the restaurant. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So I guarantee you they're not all looking around trying to match how they chew to (laughs) to how everyone else is chewing. Right. They've even found that we entrain to the sound of the electrical current in the background in our environment that is below the level of our awareness. They've done scientific studies where they prove that there's musical tones that, that uh, correlate to certain electrical currents. It's different in Europe than it is in the U.S. And in tests, they found that people will hum that tone that matches the electrical current they're not even aware of. We entrain to the energy all around us all the time. Yeah. But we're at the mercy of that. So in other words, if you walk into a room where people are stressed and upset, you're going to entrain to that frequency Mm -hmm. without knowing it, without being able to do anything about it. With clearing, one thing that happens is you walk into that room and you're immediately aware, whoa, there's some negative energy into this room, in this room, and I do not need to take it on. Uh You will be able to just kind of let it go right by you without soaking it in. Mm Mm-hmm. But as well, any energy that you have taken on, you can clear. Or any of your old stuff that you've been carrying and in training to from within you, difficult experiences you've had in the past that you haven't been able to fully recover from or resolve, we carry that frequency with us. Absolutely. And with clearing as well, we discover, oh my gosh, I've been in training to that old story all these years. And then you can clear it through this very easy process of allowing it teaches us to entrain to energy, but in a positive way, rather than being at the mercy of all the energy around us. Mm-hmm. So with that sort of place of allowing, that place of, of entraining to that, that more balanced frequency, what do you feel is, is actually going on, like on, a, mm. on, on like our, to our energy field? You ask the best questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, really what's happening is we are 
developing a new way. We are being trained uh, to react to our experiences in a new way. So with clearing, it's not just about clearing out all this stuff we've been carrying around with us. That's great. Right. But it's also training our system to develop a new relationship to our own lives. Ah. I've had so many empaths in workshops over the years who struggle with food sensitivities. Uh They have to be just so careful about what they eat, what they expose themselves to. And they find that once they learn clearing, all of a sudden they're starting to be able to eat foods they haven't been able to eat for so long. And what happens eventually is you can eat anything, you can be in any environment, you can be with any uh, person and still be in balance and comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I, um, I was talking to somebody a couple of years ago, and I said, I, I think I'm an empath, but I'm an empath who's developed good boundaries. And that person was arguing with me, no, empaths are wide open. But what you're saying is <laughs> it is possible for us to, to be empaths and have that gift of being able to open, whether it's an, on an emotional level or the physical level, to, right. you know, to read and to discern, but also be able to close that, that pathway in when necessary. When it's appropriate. And you've really hit on it. I mean, that is the journey from being an empath who's challenged by so much in life to transforming into an empowered empath who can be comfortable wherever she goes. Um, I was just about to say something and it just passed right out of my mind. Ah, here it is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it was what you were referring to. Uh, about what we do with our energy, how open we are in any situation. Uh A lot of times, of course, empaths, there's no information out there. There's no training for how to manage. And so all they can try to do is to kind of protect themselves or shut Uh down or create a hard shell around themselves. And that doesn't help because that squeezes the good energy flow tight. It it keeps you overly protected. We don't want you to go out into the world wearing a suit of armor energetically. And and also it it creates the fear, like, oh, I have to be protected all the time. Right, exactly. And and that's different than boundaries. Right. And so, for instance, emotional empaths tend to come from a place where their heart is wide open all the time, and that's not always appropriate. Right. You know, I I ask people to imagine if your doorbell rings uh, and you see your best friend standing there, well, you throw the door wide open and you open your arms and uh-huh. scoop them up and give them a big hug and bring them into your home. But if your doorbell rings and you see a complete stranger standing there, well, maybe you open the door a crack or maybe you talk to them through the door. You don't uh-huh. throw the door wide open without allowing them in. Right. So your energy system is kind of like the old cameras where you could set the aperture to being open to a certain degree oh, or right. not. Yes. Know? It's kind of like your aperture setting. It can be wide open or maybe, you know, 80% open or 20% open. Uh-huh. You can learn to be in charge of that and not at the mercy of the energy around you. And, and I love the combination. It's kind of like if, if, if we're, we can really be that discerning, we can turn it on and we can set boundaries when we need to. Otherwise, right. we can, can open up and, um, you know, connect with that other person or the, the situation or the environment. Exactly. And often I hear from people after they've been to a workshop, you know, you're not going to believe this. It was the strangest thing. I had, you know, I had to go visit my mother, which always just leaves me exhausted and stressed. It takes me weeks to recover. And I went to visit my mother and we had a lovely time. Mm -hmm. And the things that used to stress them don't stress them anymore. Interesting. So what's your interpretation of that? 
Well, so it's that they've cleared away a lot of the stuff that they've been carrying. Uh-huh. You know, I always say that, you know, we're told that we look like beings of light, and we do, but for most of us, the light is obscured by a lot of energetic debris, kind sure. of like a cloud of just stuff you've taken on from others or you're carrying from your own stuff. Right. And it tends to lock you in to reacting the same way to your mother or whoever has mm-hmm. stressed you. Mm-hmm. When you clear that, you don't react. You're not locked into those old patterns. But also, you show up with a different broadcast, and that allows your mother to respond to you differently. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. We're going to go to one final break, but stay tuned for more with Jean Hayner, including finding out about her events here in the Seattle area. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Have you lost a loved one and would desperately love a sign to prove that they are okay? Here's a tip for you. Be curious. Keep an open mind about everything. The proof will come from the most unlikely places. The messages promise to challenge your current beliefs in what you've been taught. Accept and appreciate all, no matter where they come from. I'm Angie Corbett Kuiper. I would love for you to share your signs from beyond on my closed Facebook page, Beyond Grief. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back here on the Christine Upchurch Show. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful to have Jean Hayner here today. And you know, Jean, this hour just has flown by. 
Um, before we go any further, because I know we're just going to get into conversation and then all of a sudden we'll hit the end of the show, I want to make sure that our <laughs> listeners know how they can connect with you wherever they are in the world. I know you do personal sessions, um, but also you teach workshops and you're teaching a lot of different workshops, some free presentations, some weekend workshops to really learn the nuts and bolts of, of how to clear our energy, how to clear the energy of a room, how to set the boundaries that we so need as empaths. Um, exactly. Tell yeah, us a little bit you. about your schedule, particularly the Seattle events. Sure, yeah. Well, I, I'm thrilled to be coming back to Seattle because that's where I spent most of my adult life anyhow. It feels mm-hmm. like home to me, so I'm thrilled about that. So we mentioned the free talk on March 23rd, but April 27th and 28th is when I'm teaching the Clear Heart workshop there. Uh-huh. And if people go to com and look at the events page, there's a flyer there uh, that gives you tons of information about what you'll learn. And the cool thing about this workshop is that not only do you learn to clear your own energy and other people's energy, but you receive clearing as well during the workshop. So you really emerge changed from that. You, you get clearings during the workshop. Um, I'll be teaching actually in four different cities across the U.S. in April and May, uh, starting with San Francisco the first weekend in April, and then Seattle at the end of April, Chicago May 4th and 5th. Uh, my first certified teacher is teaching in London May 11th and 12th for, uh, for anybody in the U.K. or Europe. Exciting. And then in Boston May 18th and 19th. And all these weekend workshops are teaching people to clear their energy and other people's energy. But if you're interested in a deeper experience where you also learn how to do space clearing, clearing your home, clearing mm-hmm. your office, then there's two retreats this year as well, one in August in California and one in October in Massachusetts, not too far from Boston. So people can find all the information in the flyers there on my website. And feel free to contact me through the contact page there. If you have any questions, we answer every email, every message that comes in personally. (laughs) And I also highly recommend your book, Clear Home, Clear Heart, Learn to Clear the Energy of People and Places, because you really spell things out very clearly there. And it's one of these introductory lectures is a great place to start. But if you're not in an area where you can do that, pick up the book, read the book, play with it a little bit. You'll be amazed at what can happen. <laughs> just just interacting with the book and, and learning from that. So um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and I did write the book with the intention of this is a how-to book. This isn't just talking about clearing. Right. It teaches you how to do it in the book. What I find with people who read the book is they can very easily learn how to clear themselves and other people. Uh-huh. One thing you don't learn from the book is how to receive a clearing, how to experience a clearing. And, uh-huh. and that's one thing you definitely uh, learn at the workshops that I see people really kind of fly with. Yeah, And interesting things happen. I know the first time I, first time I was going to have you on, um, I had read the book, and I was just sort of playing with a pendulum and playing with some of the techniques. And, and there were some really interesting th- things that happened. And I was so grateful to be able to talk to you the ah. next day and say, by the way, Jean, was this normal? And what does this mean? And, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's great to be able to do the Q&A. And, it's, and it is great to be able to be in the energy of, mm. of this kind of gathering. And I know that um, with healing seminars that I used to attend and then eventually became a mentor and, and taught, scientific research said that the energy in the room shifted 
sometimes three days before we ever arrived. Right. Significant yep. changes. So I know that there's also this energetic support. I'm sure it's the same as true with you and the workshop. So it's, there's something wonderful about being immersed in that as well. It really is the in-person kind of resonance, the coherent energy that we create in a group. If, you know, if you've ever meditated with a group of people and had the experience that you go much deeper or it's more of a profound meditation, well, that's entrainment. You're entraining with the people around you. Right. And it's funny that you say three days before the workshop the energy shifts because I always tell people, you know, actually the workshop started the day you signed up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and I love the fact that you you talk about how when you shifted the way you went to about doing clearings that you felt like it started happening when you were like ringing the doorbell right. at the house as opposed to like, you know, while you're there or half an hour after you left or whatever. Right. It's quite amazing. Yeah. The, you know, energy is a mysterious process and it can be hard with our very linear left brains to uh, really understand <laughs> and right. grasp the concept. But when you see it happen before your eyes, when you mm-hmm. see the results, then it's a lot easier to start to believe in. Yeah. And I also think that, um, as some scientists suggest, that time really doesn't exist on some level. <laughs> so it's kind of like when you've made the choice to be there, there's shifting that will occur because you're already there on some level. Well, now look who's sounding very woo-woo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very woo-woo, but I got the, the rational scientific part of my brain, too. Right. That it's... That's why we all love you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Well, you know, and the funny thing about clearing as well is I hear all these wonderful stories from people who've been to workshops, and, you know, they, they clear their children, and uh-huh. they clear their children a few times, and then they say, you know, my kids have started coming to me now when they're starting to feel upset, saying, Mommy, can you clear me? Oh, that's great. I mean, how beautiful is that? Their dogs won't go to sleep at night until they clear their dog. <laughs> the dog is kind of like, oh, 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 come on, come on. And, and then they'll curl up in a little ball at the foot of their bed and go happily to sleep. Well, I also think about the role that I think that the, the animals who are pets play, that they are yeah. absorbing some of the negativity. So they, yeah. they probably really need it. I uh, often encounter homes where the pets are ill and they are trying to transmute the imbalances in their humans' experiences or health. And so if for no other reason than you want to clear the animals that you love in your life, then uh-huh. that's a reason to uh, to learn clearing. I even had someone who, very left-brain guy, who thought, well, wait a minute, if clearing works on people and this is all just energy, what if I cleared my car? Uh-huh. And this was a guy who kept meticulous records of his mileage, and he cleared his car, and he reported he got 25% better mileage after that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it just clears where energy is stuck. You know, uh-huh. I often compare clearing to unkinking a garden hose where the water's not coming yeah, out. Yeah. If the energy's not flowing, you unkink the hose, and the, and the water flows, the energy flows again. So besides sort of the, the emotional issues... Besides food sensitivities, have you seen, in a nutshell, like in a minute or so, have you seen anything else that has really amazed you about how somebody's been transformed by a clearing? You know, it's interesting because people often come back to workshops. They take one, and Uh then the next year they come back again, not because they didn't learn it the first time, but because they get it at a deeper level, plus they also get more in-person clearings. And the change from their first workshop to, to... how I experienced their energy and what they were like, the change from the first workshop to the second workshop, the second time I see them, 
is amazing. Sometimes I don't recognize them or I think they've had plastic surgery (laughs) or they're just more calm or they're radiant Uh because it it literally has changed all aspects of their lives, all levels of their energy. All levels of your energy get cleared during a clearing. And And so if our energy has cleared, what other aspects of our life can change? So for instance, you're stuck in a job you hate and no matter what you've been trying to do, you can't even figure out what you want to do instead, or you can't get that new job, and then clearing, it just brings balance back, which means that there's blockages that were there before have been removed, and then all of a sudden, you just happen to hear about a job opening that you hadn't heard about before, right. or someone's ill, and they nothing has worked. They've been to all different kinds of practitioners. Nothing has worked. They, they learn clearing, and then all of a sudden, they learn about a practitioner in their town they hadn't heard of before, and that's the one who has the answer for mm-hmm. them. Right, right. Oh, it's, it's so exciting. If you live in the Seattle area, you don't want to miss Jean. She's fabulous, uh, both on air and in person. March <laughs> 23rd for the, the free introductory workshop, which, which is really worth going to. And then April 27th to 28th, the weekend workshop where you will be trained to do this thoroughly. And um, Jean, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Well, Christine, it's been my total pleasure and honor. Uh, I love you to pieces, uh, and I'm so thrilled to be coming back to Seattle again and, and seeing everyone there. Thank yeah, you so it, will, it will be great to see you, too. I will be there, and if you're listening in the, in the Seattle area, I encourage you to go as well. Um, again, her website is jeanhainer.com, J-E-A-N-H-A-N-E-R.com. And you can find this archive by next week on christineupchurch.com. Thanks for joining us here today. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey. Each week, this show engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about the transformative healing work of Christine, visit www.StellarReflections.com. And for weekly topics, visit www.TransformationTalkRadio.com. 